0: again to the sideline. it up. Oh, God! Stokely down the sideline! Can they catch him? Stokely! Wow! Touchdown, Denver! Unbelievable! Oh, my goodness! What
1: a play! Broncos country, let's rock. Mullion Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We are delighted to welcome in Brandon Stokely. He, of course, former NFL wide receiver, current radio personality at 104.3 The Fan in Denver and uh and always uh, a joy to talk to a man that uh, that had the kind of career he did and he joins us now. Brandon, good morning. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Well, it's great to catch up with you and I got to tell you when you start looking at this Super Bowl and you start talking about the wide receiver position uh, there there uh, there's obviously some great ones there's obviously a guy that uh, changed teams and turned uh, the tide for the Eagles and then there is the fact that uh, that Tyreek Hill one of the best receivers in football leaves the Kansas City Chiefs and lo and behold here they are pretty extraordinary
2: really is. I, I Actually, I thought they were going to take a, a step back this year um, offensively. I thought it was going to be tough to lose that type of football player, that type of weapon, because you just don't see that type of speed, a Tyreek Hill speed, and the things that he does to a defense, how they have the game plan for him, uh, the fear that he puts in the secondary, you just don't, you can't duplicate that. So I thought they would take a, a pre- pretty significant step back this year offensively uh, in that passing game, and Look, they haven't missed a beat. Patrick Mahomes continues to do his thing. Travis Kelsey continues to do his thing. And 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 then you look at the flip side of it, the Eagles uh, with the pick of Devontae Smith uh, a couple years ago and then now adding A.J. Brown this past year, uh, just a great job of kind of revamping their wide receiver position in just a couple years. So, um, obviously, uh, they, they've done a really good job of getting the playmakers for Jalen Hurts. And then you look at Dallas Goddard. Uh, So it should be fun. It should be a fun uh, uh, football game. So tell
3: us how much fun it is in Denver now that they have hired Sean Payton. He is supposedly going to fix Russell Wilson. And can you speak to just the level of optimism or maybe there's cynicism? I don't know how it is in Denver, but what's the the mood after hiring Sean Payton?
2: It's optimism Um, right now. uh, You know, it's. You, you look at where the Broncos have been and how many coaches they've had to hire here over the past six, seven years and uh, how many quarterbacks they've gone through. And there was optimism last year when Russ got here that, okay, our quarterback situation was fixed. Obviously, it was a complete disaster uh, this year. It was as bad as it could get. And, you know, now you're hoping that you can get an offensive guy in here, a pro's pro, a head, like a true head coach. You don't have to speculate on Sean Payton. Like, can he do the job? Can he trans? Trans, can he can he go from being an offensive coordinator to a head coach, or a defensive coordinator to a head coach? Uh, and you know, some guys can't handle that, and we've had those guys here. Um, but you know, Sean Payton can handle being a head coach and the ups and downs of an NFL season. Now, on top of that, uh, his main job is to try to fix Russ and and to try to get him back playing at a. I don't want to say a you know I want. A high level because I don't know if Russ can play at a high level consistently anymore. I just don't know uh, uh, if he if he can do that. So, but just get him playing at a competent level, at a good level, uh, more consistently, and we'll see if he can do it.
1: You know, we've seen some great coaches trade traded for draft picks, basically, right? I mean, Bill Belichick uh, that that might have been the greatest trade ever in league history, given what he was able to do. Um, would you give – there are many coaches that you would actually surrender a first-round pick for, and, and in this case, it's uh, it's first-round plus because it's a second-rounder uh, swap it, swap for a third, not this year, but next year as well.
2: Right. Um, I, I look at the situation, and, you know, if you don't have a coach, you don't have a chance. And, yeah, you need players, but we realized here in Denver – um, uh, how important a head coach is, and you know it's uh, that's your foundation uh, of your football team, and um, if you have a good one, it can make a difference, and that's the that's the bottom line. And the Broncos were in a tough situation this year with how things had played out in the coaching search. It was obviously it was obvious they wanted Jim Harbaugh. I mean, they went back a second time to try to get Jim Harbaugh, and it just didn't work out. Um, and then the candidates started kind of. Falling away, and you didn't have a lot left here after you know three weeks of looking for coaches, four weeks of looking for coaches. So you were kind of left sitting there of, of go get Sean Payton and pay a price for him. You're gonna to have to pay a price. It's not fun to give up draft picks, um, but it's not like they've done a great job with their draft picks anyway. So you needed a coach. They got a coach, and and hopefully you know here in Denver we can check that off the uh, the box of, of to do list here for the next you know decade.
3: Brandon, one of your other former teams, the Colts, are taking their own sweet time and hiring their head coach. I just wondered, based on your experiences there, the role that Jim Irsay is playing in this search, the role that he has played in, in this season with Jeff Saturday being elevated to the interim head coach, and now he gets an opportunity to interview for the permanent position, what is your assessment of the way the Colts have handled this coaching search and what do you expect to happen next?
2: Yeah, it, it's hard for me on the outside to say a whole lot about it. It has taken them time. Um and we'll see what it looks like at the end. Um I uh, my my four years there were great. I I Mr. Ursay was great. Couldn't uh, such a generous owner and um you know, gave us all the tools to be successful. So, I don't know what's really going on there now, but it's going to be interesting. You know, obviously that was an uh, out of the left field move there when when they uh, brought in Jeff Saturday mid-season. Um, you know, being his former teammate, knowing what he's about and how hard it is to go in, you know, halfway through a season and all of a sudden change a culture and get that season back on track uh, when it's off the rails, I'm hoping he gets another uh, opportunity at it. I thought they were close. Obviously, there were some um, some tough losses there, but I thought they were close, and given him an, a whole offseason, uh, I think he can change that thing around, and I'm hoping he gets another uh, crack at it.
1: You know, you've been on a couple Super Bowl teams, and and um, obviously two very different teams. One that was defensive driven, and one that was the quarterback. How how is it easier with the quarterback? Is the sustainability is there? Is it more difficult when you're uh, when you're with a kind of game manager and you don't know how long that's going to hold up?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, for me. Um I I love offense, you know. I played offense, I played wide receiver, so I'm I'm all about hey, give me that high-flying offense and let's just outscore these guys and we'll figure out the defensive side of things. Now, it worked really well for us in Baltimore having that great defense. We went on a great run, but it wasn't like we were a great regular season football team. No one thought we were going to go to the Super Bowl. Our defense found their rhythm and we did just enough offensively but I, I, I love I love the high flying offense um, and I, I love approaching it that way. Uh, but I think when you look at both of these teams, um, obviously Kansas City's defense I think is, is underrated, and um, we all know what they can do offensively. But I, I, lo- I look at the Eagles as the most complete football team. I mean, you're talking about a team that can beat you with the running game, passing game, and defensively. I mean, they got it. They got it all. So, complete football team for me. It's the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's not even close.
3: And here in Chicago, we look at the Philadelphia Eagles, and we see similarities between Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields. And certainly the Bears would need to build an offensive and defensive lines like the Eagles to be in a position that the Eagles find themselves in. But how many parallels do you see between the two quarterbacks, uh, Fields and Hurts, and if the Bears were going to try to, you know, follow the same path, maybe use the same plan, do you think that is conceivable?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's what you want to do. You want to stay the course. He showed you enough this past year to stay the course with Justin Fields. You can uh, flip that first uh, that first pick and uh, get get more picks, and you can continue to build that way. I mean, you got to, You got a lot of you got the Powerball ticket right now. If you're Chicago, you got a ton of draft space, so you be you have to be ultra aggressive in free agency. And go put playmakers around the guy. You have to put playmakers around these young quarterbacks. And you have to give them a good running game. Give them an offensive line. Um, And so I think that's, you know, number one, two, three, four, five priority for the Chicago Bears is, you know, put more talent, better talent around Justin Fields. And look, you know, when you talk about an offensive line, everybody wants an offensive line, right? I mean, everybody does. Everybody needs more linemen. So it's easier said uh, than done, but – when you have the cap space they do and the draft capital and where they sit in the draft, um, I mean, they're sitting in, in, in the driver's seat and, you know, they're calling a lot of shots uh, this, this off season, and they can be really aggressive. And it's a huge offseason for them, obviously, with everything that they have. So it's going to be interesting to see how they navigate the, those waters. Uh, but, yeah, I'm sticking with Justin Fields. I'm going to continue to try to develop him uh, because he seems to me from the outside, he's a great leader. He's out there. He competes his tail off, and obviously, you know the passing game aspect needs to um, be more consistent. Uh, but but all those other things, he checks the box. So um, he just he, they need to this off season, really really put better weapons, like you see uh, Philadelphia did for Jalen Hurts.
1: So uh so you are doing some work with bet rivers and you are uh you, you got all the info on the big game squares with bet rivers I've been talking about it it's a great way to win some money
2: Yeah 10 bucks bet 10 bucks on a on a on a game and you get a square and you can, uh, you, if your score hits, like, who doesn't love to do squares? Uh, you know the the squares where you have the numbers, and if your if your number hits, guess what? Boom! You can win up to ten thousand dollars. So it's pretty simple. Place a ten dollar wager and get yourself a square, and you can win up to ten thousand dollars.
3: Wow, that sounds like a great deal. So that uh, do you? Is it too early for you to have a pick? Do you do you think you know what's going to happen in in the Super Bowl? Do you think? Uh, you want to go out on that limb today?
2: Yeah, sure. Um I'm not scared of it. Uh I uh I, I, right now, right now and and you know things can change, but I think Kansas City's so beat up too. And and I had high ankle sprains before and you look at Patrick Mahomes and, and yes uh, uh, these 2 weeks will definitely help him but i don't think he's going to be 100% his mobility is such a big part of his of his game and how he plays and then they had three or four other key injuries um, uh, a week ago in, in the AFC Championship game so i think i think philly's the healthier football team the more complete football team they can beat you through the air they can beat you on the ground and they can just whip you up front defensively and offensively so i like the eagles i, I, I just just really like the Eagles right now and they're playing at a really high level.
1: All right, Brandon. So I'm sure this question is is dependent upon the day I, I ask you, but are you more likely to brag about catching passes from Peyton Manning or to have played against uh Tom Brady? Which which is more likely? <laughs> uh
2: for me it's catching passes from uh Peyton Manning. Uh I was fortunate five years. I played with him four years in Indy one year in uh denver his first year here in denver and it was uh it was special uh, like i i didn't know who i was as an nfl player um and i didn't know how to be a, a true pro and when i got around peyton i saw the attention to detail how he went about his work um how it was business you know when you're out on the football field it, it's business we're working we're trying to get better and that's all the way in the off season and that's in the season, and you put all that work in during the during the week you put the work in during the week, so Sundays are just easy and fun and uh, you know it 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 kind of I played fifteen years in the n f l and if I wasn't with Peyton you know i, I probably would have played five or six so um just being around that guy every day and how he came in the building and his work ethic work ethic and his accountability, all of those things um, were, were, were really second to none. So I got to see those things up close, and, uh, you know, it changed my, my, my NFL path for sure.
3: You don't have to convince anybody in Chicago the value of Peyton Manning. We still remember the Super Bowl, okay? <laughs> I, I know you didn't play in that game because of an injury, but I'm sure you still cherished the ring that you received after it. What do you remember about that day and that season?
2: Yeah, um, you know, the season for me was tough. That was my last year in Indy, and I had um, one injury after another. It started with a bad high ankle sprain, and it just I just never could got, get healthy. I ended up popping my Achilles in December, and, of course, that's the year that we go on this great run and end up winning the Super Bowl. Um, but I just remember the Bears and that great defense that the Bears had, and, Um, I remember raining a lot and (laughs) Devin Hester, the talk, the talk, all the talk before the game was, do you kick it to Devin Hester? And we did, we kicked it to him and he takes it back to the house. And I'm sitting there uh, in Miami and I'm thinking, are are you kidding me? They, they, we, we kicked it to him and that was all the talk. And he, he actually brought it back uh, for a touchdown and now the weather's awful and we're down seven, nothing against a really good defense. This is going to be a tough, tough football game. And, um, you know, the, the guys just made a few plays here and there, and defense played great for us. Um, and that was that was the key uh, in, in that game. But it was a – I just remember that opening and and how it went and all the talk, and then Devin Hester taking it back for a touchdown. So, um, obviously not being able to be a part of it was, was a bummer because I was there um, kind of at the – not at the start, but when we had some great teams and we just could never get over the Patriots. We lost to the Steelers. Uh, I believe it was a year before, and then I got hurt. and You know, I'm sitting there soaking wet watching this game with a boot on my foot after having Achilles surgery. So it wasn't all that much fun for me.
1: <laughs> Great stuff. Hey, Brandon, thank you so much. Appreciate talking to you. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate y'all.